You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the Church Life Podcast. So our topic today is going to be what makes a healthy church. But before we talk about that, uh, we need to stop for just a minute to celebrate. So Cassidy is with me. Cassidy is effectively the executive producer for the podcast. Basically, she's the brains behind the operation and does all the work. And hey, Cassidy, I want to stop and acknowledge that today marks the 50th episode of the podcast. So, woohoo! Yeah. I'm proud of you. So, 50 episodes in, Cass, what are your thoughts about the podcast? So, I love the podcast. I love the podcast because we get feedback from our church family. Because um, I think like a week into the podcast, I was like, wow, is anyone actually listening? Like, I can see statistics, but you can only take those so far, and you don't know what goes on and, and how skewed they are. Um, so to hear from Churchville members saying, hey, I listen to this while I put on my makeup, or I listen to this on my drive, um, it, it's really encouraging to know that it's actually being used and it's useful. And so um, a year ago when I became your assistant and you said, hey, I want to do a podcast, I didn't actually foresee that happening. Like, I, I just thought it was a weird dream that you had. <laughs> right, I have many of those. Um, it is daunting. It was daunting because I had no clue how a podcast operated. And so now, um, a year later, to... To see that I've I've learned what that looks like and I've learned how to do that. It's another tool in my belt, um, but it's also just a useful tool for our church family and, and that we're now 50 episodes in is just really encouraging for me. Yep, me too. So at the 50 episode mark, I want to encourage the church family, like the podcast, share it with your friends and use it. I, it doesn't matter to me for my ego's sake how many people are listening, but the reason it does matter is because the goal of this podcast is that while the church is scattered on mission between our gatherings on Sundays and Wednesdays, Wednesdays, that we would have the opportunity to remember that we are the body of Christ together, that we would have one touch point as a church to keep us focused. So 50 episodes in, way to go, Cass. <laughs> All right, so let's switch gears and talk about our topic for the day. So our topic today is uh, what makes a healthy church? And I guess there are a couple of ways that you could answer that. You know, sort of a, a very theological answer would be, oh, a healthy church is, you know, where the sacraments are offered, where church discipline is practiced, where the Lord is worshipped, and where the scriptures are accurately taught. And and that's a that's a that's a good answer. Um, somebody else might answer differently and say, oh. You know, a, a good church is a church you want to go to that's fun, where people are happy, where the music is, you know, exactly what you want. And that that's not a, a bad answer either. But I want to I want to take a biblical approach to this and sort of think through the lens of one specific story. I want to read Acts chapter two. Because in the book of Acts, Luke gives us a snapshot of a very healthy church. And uh, I want to use the characteristics of this church to help us think about what makes a good church. All right, so you can think about today's podcast as a way to um, evaluate our church family. You know, are we in a healthy season? Are we moving towards a healthy season? How do I help us to stay healthy or to become healthy? You could use today's podcast if you move out of town and you're looking for another church and you want to be a part of a church that would honor the Lord and be good for your discipleship. So you could use today's podcast to think through that lens. Um, or just to evaluate, you know, how you want to, to lead in the church family. But here's Acts chapter 2. Okay, so this occurs um, shortly after the Lord has poured out the Holy Spirit on the apostles and on the listeners in Jerusalem. Um, 
thousands of people have been saved and have started to gather together uh, in churches. And a lot of these churches may have been churches that met um, in houses. Some of them may be in places of business or common spaces. Maybe some of them were meeting in the in the porticos and porches of the temple area. But anyway, Acts chapter 2, this is what the scripture says. Verse 42 and following. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled at all at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. I love this passage uh, in the book of Acts because Luke is intentionally giving us a very clear description of what you know church life should look like. Okay, so let's run through this um, together in search of characteristics of a healthy church. First, I want to point out that the that the church described by Luke in, in Acts chapter 2 is devoted specifically to four things. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Okay. The apostles' teaching, this is before the New Testament was written, and so the church devoted themselves to accurate teachings of Jesus as carried forward by the apostles. So the interpretations that Jesus would have had of the Old Testament, he gave those to the apostles, and they're teaching them. Uh, The things that that the apostles learned from Christ, they're teaching them, and the church is focused on those teachings. So today, the way that we can be devoted to the apostles' teaching is by being faithful in Scripture. So I want to ask if your church or our church or your small group or your Sunday school class is devoted to the Scripture. If we're not careful, we'll dive off deeply into our opinions and we'll be very devoted to our ideas, but we will uh, forsake the Scriptures. And the thoughts and teachings of God are found primarily and most reliably in the proper interpretation of Scripture. So, are we devoted to uh, the Apostles' teaching? So, whatever church you're trying out when you move or if you're in Pell and you're looking for a church home uh, and you're looking at Carterville or any other place, a key question is, does this church devote themselves uh, to an accurate interpretation of Scripture? How important is the Bible to them? Okay, second thing, fellowship. They were devoted to fellowship. This means more than you know a game night or just coming together for a meal or an event or you know traveling somewhere together. Like fellowship for the early church uh, and in the New Testament really is a concept of participating in life together. Like we are intimately bound in a divine unity. Uh, we are the body of Christ. And to understand that, we, we re- recognize that we belong to each other that we're not independent or free of ourselves. And so the early church was devoted to fellowship, to having life in common. And they give some descriptions of that uh, in that one of the ways they lived life in common is that if anybody had excess, they sold property or gave extra money to care for anybody who had a need. Like they really went the extra mile to love each other and to care for each other. So I want to ask a question. Is our church or your small group or any church devoted to one another? Like is the fellowship of that church um, marked by a sacred 
commitment. And if it's not, and I know we've got room to grow here, the first thing I want to encourage you with is, all right, well, how can you be more committed to healthy Christian fellowship? to a sacred commitment to the sisters and brothers that gather with you? Do you love the people who make up your church body? Um, And are you committed to them on a radical level? The third thing they were committed to is breaking of the bread. And uh, while the, the, this, this text describes them eating in homes together. Um, I think specifically this mention of breaking of the bread is is a, a reference to the communion meal, to taking the Lord's Supper together. This was extremely important to the early church. It was a very early and consistent reminder that we are the body of Christ and we became the body of Christ because His body was broken for us. His death and resurrection bought our redemption, our salvation. And as He ascended to the right hand of the Father, We are now his body on the earth, serving him as he intercedes for us. So the communion meal, the sacrament, reminds us that we're saved not by our good deeds or words, not even by our religion, but we are saved by his sacrifice on the cross. They were devoted to this, to the expression of, of this sacrament. Uh, the two sacraments that we practice at Carterville, uh, and we typically refer to them as ordinances, not sacraments, not sacraments, uh, are baptism and the Lord's Supper. And both of these, both of these point us back to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus because that is where I, our, our identity is formed. So healthy church uh, will observe these ordinances or sacraments and will remember that our identity is formed in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Okay, the fourth marker of a healthy church. The early church was devoted to prayer. And uh, I want to be honest with you that I think it's easy for a church family to allow their prayer life to be neglected, their corporate prayer life and their private prayer lives. Uh, It's almost like except for a few radical believers who are prayer warriors, prayer becomes almost an afterthought. And that's, that's regrettable because I'm convinced that prayer is, is the fuel for the church. Like This is the primary place where God's going to begin to work and revive a church family. And so I want to ask, you know, is our church or your small group or any church devoted to healthy prayer? And if not, what can you do uh, to help, help make that happen, to become a person of prayer and to begin to lead a movement of revitalization in prayer? Okay, so when the church was devoted to these four things, the Bible says, you know, that the, the apostles were doing signs and wonders in their community. People were amazed. The church was radically generous. They were, you know, were selling their things. They were giving to each other. They were making sure nobody had unmet needs, that those who were hungry had food. They had radical hospitality. Uh, they met in the temple. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. What a beautiful picture of a healthy church. It's not just about fun and how charismatic your teachers are. Like This is a church that is so well knit together that their life together is a continual expression of the goodness of the Spirit meeting each other's needs, opening their homes in hospitality, um, celebrating the goodness of God, and the result on the community is almost predictable. They gained favor with people um, and the Lord, and they grew in number. And the Bible says they added to their number daily those who were being saved. A healthy church should be celebrating baptisms, should be adding people to their number, should be growing in favor in their reputation in the community because of the way we love God and love our neighbor and express the Lord's presence on the earth through these healthy practices. Okay, so what makes a healthy church? Well, according to Acts chapter 2, it's a church that's devoted to the apostles' teaching, 
to the breaking of the bread, to fellowship, and to prayer. A church that is devoted to these things should be demonstrating acts of faith and compassion and kindness. We should be meeting each other's needs. We should be opening our homes. We should be having each other at the table. And we should be a healthy community, changing the world and adding to our numbers daily. So, Carterville, I encourage you, like as you are scattered for a week on mission, let's be a healthy church. Be committed to prayer, to each other, to the communion meal, to the gospel through the cross and the, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and to the apostles' teaching. That is the Word of God. God bless you as you're faithful this week.